I'm up. My time is here. <laughs> and if you all will permit me to take my time, because Pastor Rackett said earlier, you jot down your, your one, number one, number two flaws. One of them is just rushing. You know, you just rush through life sometimes. You don't take your time. You don't prepare. Get in there and fire through. Then you're in trouble. Amen. We're going to start off with a reading from Psalms chapter 19. It's a preparatory scripture for me. A little, little ritual of mine. Psalm 19, 7 to 11. You could read along in your Bible. The law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord, the commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true. And they are righteous all together. They are more desirable than gold. Yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey. And drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them thy servant is warned. And in keeping them there is great reward. Amen. Amen. That's the end of the message. <laughs> Honestly, every song I heard today this morning, and Liz, I appreciate how you use scripture between the songs. I mean, I really appreciate that. Because it was, it was I heard the word. I heard God speaking. The title of my message is Get Connected. Subtitle, The Analogy of an Electric Circuit. Now let me get back on here. Let's read the text. Matthew chapter 17. Starting at verse 14 through 21. Check this out. And when they came to the multitude, a man came up to him, falling on his knees before him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and is very ill, for he often falls into the fire and often, in, and often into the water. And I brought him to your disciples, and they could not cure him. And Jesus answered and said, O unbelieving and perverted generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring him here to me. And when Jesus rebuked him and the demons came out of him, the boy was cured at once. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, 
Why could we not cast it out? And he said to them, because of the littleness of your faith. For truly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you shall say to this mountain, move from here. And it shall move. And nothing shall be impossible to you. Do you believe that? That's deep. Let me tell you all, 2019 has been a hurricane for me. <laughs> I am not kidding you. Everything that could and has, could possibly go wrong has gone wrong. And you know what? I'm in training. I'm in training. As I'm getting older, 56 years old now, aging. I had some spikes of high blood pressure this, this year, a few spikes. My wife lost her, her brother and her, her youngest brother and youngest sister, the youngest. We saw record cold back in January. We saw some, some cold that caused a lot of trouble in my building. The building department, I'm dealing with some stuff with the building department, had some bank fraud this week. And while I'm preparing for the message on Friday night, I'm sitting in my room. My wife walks in and she's talking to my daughter and she says, she says, I got four inches of water in my basement. This is out in Lansing. And then my wife looked at me and I'm sitting there just, I'm all quiet and cool. She looked at me and she says, did you check the basement? Our basement? I go, ah. Uh. No. Somehow I knew there's more trouble. <laughs> I knew. I knew. Don't ask. We've never had a wet basement. Never. I want, as soon as I got downstairs, I was water skiing. Literally, water skiing. I was racing toward the pump, the sump pump. I'm racing toward it. Pete and me, my son Pete, <laughs> were racing toward the sump pump. I'm sliding <laughs> because over by the sump pump, there's some. There's some um, slick ceramic tile over there. And here I come running like, Shah! come slide to the sump pump. I snatched that thing out. I said, hold this, Pete. <laughs> I got the whole thing but pump and the, the pipes. I said, Pete, take this. We're going to Home Depot. We got to go now because closing in 30 minutes. But guess what? Disaster came. And guess what? They keep coming. It's not going to end. It's the way of life. True or false? It's true. So I said, I don't want no more clouds. Sorry. They're coming. They're coming. And God is training me and you. He's training you and me to overcome. You know that song, You Overcome? That song hits me right in the face every time I hear it. You overcome. You overcome. Now, while all these things are going on in our life, check this out. While all these things are going on in our lives, we're, we're trying to make it. We're trying to keep, put out these fires and, and deal with stuff. Guess what? Our ne my next door neighbor, stage four cancer. While these things are going on, 
You're seeing people on the street out of their minds begging for money. Right? You're going through life trying to deal with these things. Death of a family member. Etc., etc. We need some power. Not natural power. Some what? Thank you. You pass the quiz. We need some supernatural power. We're not called just to just to change the sump pump. Right? We're not called just to provide for my family. Right? We're called to go beyond that. Am I right? We're called to minister to people all around us. And sometimes it literally seems impossible. I feel like I'm stuck sometimes. I don't even know what to say to people sometimes. How do I share Christ with this person? How do I do this? How do I minister to my own children? How do I do this? I feel lost sometimes. Well, God gives us some solutions, doesn't he? Could it be, could it be that I'm disconnected from the power source sometimes? That I can't lead somebody to Christ? Could it be that I'm disconnected? That I can't minister to my children? Could it be? Could it be that the disciples, well, he said it right there. <laughs> it was that they didn't believe, didn't they? They were disconnected in some ways. It's interesting. He, they, they, they got, the disciples got called out. And we get called out too. Am I right? I heard you were Christian. Am I right? You're supposed to be here to do something about this. All these churches and nothing going on? Am I right? Nothing going on? We, we can't deal with the problems? We can't minister our own children? Yeah, there is a disconnect. I got a video I want to play. Check this out. This is something pretty cool. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't tell you how exciting it is to be here at live at Radio City. Unfortunately, Sam and I have had a bit of an argument and he's not talking. Oh, come on, Sam. Look, this is embarrassing. There's no point me being, being a ventriloquist if you're not going to talk. Oh, you started it. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Did, didn't, did. That. Look, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't talk. Yeah, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't eat. Listen. Any more from you, and I'll have to get myself a new dummy. Howie, you're wanted! <laughs> right, I haven't got time for this. You're going back in the bag. I don't want to. What? I don't want to. I don't care if you don't want to. Get in the bag. I don't want to. I don't want to. Read your lips. <laughs> oh, look! What? There are people up there. Hello! Right, too far. What are you doing? No, sorry, that's just too far, Sam. I'm sorry. You're always trying to make me look stupid. Yeah, no, you need help. If you think you can do better on your own, then you're very welcome. I can. Oh, really? Yes, really. Okay, well, this I have got to see. 
All right. Here's your microphone. There's the audience. And there are the judges. Good luck. And don't get buzzed. Absolutely not. No, then why the hell are you talking to a puppet? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Quick, he's coming back. <laughs> See how far you got? Ladies and gentlemen, please do not get caught up in the world of make-believe. He is, after all, only a puppet. Amen. Message is over. No. <laughs> uh, I wish it was that easy. Message is over. <laughs> really, we can't do anything without Christ. Really. Right? Really, we want to ministers. We want to, we want people to come to Christ. Really? Right? We want our children to be saved. We want our family to be saved. We want God to do great things to our lives, don't we? It's not easy. Right? When you're disconnected. Right? I've been sensing this challenge from God all my Christian life. You must overcome, right? You must say to that mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, right? Nothing will be impossible for you. Is that heavy? That's heavy. That's a challenge. But it can't happen unless we're connected. I want to use the analogy of an electric circuit this morning. The analogy of electric circuit <clears throat> to kind of illustrate how we can get connected. The main point of my message is how do we how do we get a tighter connection? How do we get close enough to Jesus that we can do some of the impossible things that we're being challenged to do? Right? We're being challenged. Like the disciples, I'm kind of embarrassed sometimes that I'm powerless. <laughs> but I think that's where some things start, at the ground, right? At the ground. And all electricity has to be grounded 
right? Electricity has to be grounded. It means if the electricity gets off course, it goes to the ground instead of through a person, instead of through your building, through the water. It also has to be grounded because electricity needs to flow in a, in a circuit. Electricity requires like a circuit, a circle, right? So power source through the wires to the receptacle and back around, right? We know the power source is, is on, <laughs> right? So sometimes when you, you have electrical problem, you might go to the source if you're an electrician or if you know what you're doing, you put these probes on the, the hot and the neutral and you, look, you check for 120 volts, right? To see if you got power. Maybe Comet is out today. God is never out, right? But we check for, we check for voltage, right? And if we got voltage, we say, for some reason, it's not getting to the receptacle. Am I right? And there could be a problem with the church, wires, the conductors, right? There's something wrong with the conductor, conductors. A lot of times your car won't start is because at the battery terminal you have all this corrosion on there, right? And you're not getting good connectivity, and therefore the car can't stop. It doesn't start. It doesn't have enough power. Am I right? So there's the power source. There's a connection here. There's conductors, and then there's a receptacle. What's this have to do with us? <laughs> well, the power source is asking us to do some impossible things, right? And he's saying, you can't do it without me, right? That puppet was programmed, right? <laughs> that program, that, I was programmed, I think, it move on its own. Yeah, that was good, that was good. How do we get more connected to the power source? How? Well, you know what? These things have brought me to my knees. I'm barely waking up in the morning, barely getting to school. I'm late quite a bit. My principal called me and said, what's going on, Morrison? Why are you late? I'm always late. I've been late for 30 years. <laughs> right? But sometimes we're getting a kick in the pants. And God is saying, you got to do something different here. Right? So one of the things I, I purpose to do, I've been coming here in the morning. <laughs> you can join me if you like. <laughs> I've been coming here in the morning before school starts because I have to get out like Jesus did. Jesus got up early in the morning and did, what did he do? Who could tell me the next phrase? He got up early in the morning and he departed into a solitary place and there he prayed. Right? He departed to a solitary place place right how how are your devotions how are your devotion are you are you meeting with God or did you hear from him 20 years ago right do you get answers from God for your daily problems do you get the power to overcome if not you might be disconnected 
There might be some resistance. That's another electrical term, right? We put, we put a coating on wire so that electricity just won't go everywhere, right? That, that rubber, that coating on there, whatever it's made out of, right? It's resistant to electricity. It doesn't let electricity flow. We could be resisting. We could be blocking. We could be saying yes to the flesh a little bit too much. Am I right? We could be resisting God. Jesus said, look what the disciples said to Jesus in, in, the, in the passage. Then the disciples came to Jesus in private. And he, and he asked, why couldn't we drive it out? That's a good question. Why couldn't we drive it out? Hmm. How many can identify with the disciples? How many of y'all can identify with what I'm saying right now? How many feel powerless sometimes? I do. I feel powerless sometimes. But the answer is not trusting more in ourselves, right? The answer is kicking out this unbelief, kicking it out, get back to where we're supposed to be, plug back in to the power source, right? Meet with God, talk to him about it. The very first verse I memorized. You all want to hear it? And I never again did I memorize from the Living Bible after this one. <laughs> I started off with the Living Bible because that was all I had. The Living Bible is kind of like watered, watered down version a little bit. It's, it's kind of paraphrased, right? The Living Bible. But I memorized my first two verses from Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Do you all want to hear the Living Bible? It's close. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. It says, tell God your needs and don't forget to thank him for his answers. Now, the King James is way more sophisticated. So I said, I got to get out of this living Bible. It doesn't sound cool enough. <laughs> it doesn't sound accurate enough, but it's, it, it is on. It's on. It is on, right? It says, pray about everything. Tell God your needs, and don't forget to thank him for his answers. Hmm. Interesting. Well, you know what? Here I am now. I was saved in 1979. So that makes me a 40-year-old Christian. Thank you. I'm a 40-year-old Christian. And guess what? I still have to tell God, talk to God about everything, tell God my needs, and don't forget to thank him for his answers. <laughs> That's how you plug into the power source. Am I right? That's how, and guess what? He wants to see you in person. Right? Like Jesus having to meet with the Father. Right? We have to meet with God too. We have to meet with God. We need God. We need supernatural power to overcome our petty little problems. Right? And then overcome and minister to somebody else. Right? 
We need to be able to give some money to somebody else. We need to be able to serve somebody else. We need to be able to minister to somebody who's dying. We need to pray for the sick. We need to be intervening. Are you doing that, saints? Or have you given up because you found yourself powerless? Maybe you gave up. Maybe you gave up. And it's easy, isn't it? It's easy just to go through our regular day, get up, brush our teeth, and start our merry day. Right? It's kind of easy to do that. But we need to get up, depart to a solitary place, and then pray. Don't we? That's how we get to the power source. I would like to read, check out Ephesians chapter 1. You know what? I, I use the daily bread in the morning. Because my brain doesn't work in the morning. I need some help. <clears throat> I need some help. <clears throat> daily bread is right on. Right on. Ephesians chapter 1. Let me see if I can find that text. Ephesians 1, 15 through 23. Ephesians chapter 1. For this reason I too, having heard of the faith in the Lord Jesus, in the Lord Jesus Christ, which exists among you, and your love for all the saints, do not cease giving thanks for you while making mention of you in my prayers. That God of our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of his calling. You're going to know what God's calling you to do. What is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? What is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe? These are in accordance with the working of the strength of his might, which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand of the heavenly, in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority. Where? Far above all rule and authority and power and dominions and every name that is to be named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things in the subjection under his feet, and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who feels all in all. God is able to do some great things in our lives. He is doing some great things in your life. I know he is. I'm confident. I'm confident that he's doing some great things. But there's some things that look impossible, don't they? You probably know what they are. I'm battling with the city of Chicago right now. False, some false accusations. False. And a false case. For real. And guess what? Far above all, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is named, I can come right here and kneel down and talk to God. And guess what? It's going to be all right. Am I right? Yeah. It's going to be all right. And guess what? I'm going to overcome. I'm going to overcome and I'm going to be serving other people. I'm going to be ministering to other people. I'm going to, I'm going to do the things that God's telling me to do. I'm not going to get caught up battling with the city of Chicago. They lost already. 
True or false? That Foster case, they lost already. They lost. They lost. They lost. The power to hear from God and know God, the power to make the right decisions, the power to know what to do in the situation. When somebody comes up to you with an with a, with a epileptic son <laughs> and asks you for help, what you going to do? What you going to do? Tell God your needs. Don't forget to thank him for his answers. Jesus did it. Right? When he came, when he came, was it Lazarus, I believe? Didn't he pray right before he went in there? He's like, Father, you've da 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 da, right? Father, you already have this in your control, right? He told Lazarus, come forth. Am I right? He thanked God. He thanked God. You see, there's a hot wire and a neutral wire, right? Which one has the power? A hot wire. Which one doesn't have power? Neutral, until it's connected. Until it's connected. Am I right? And I'm like, I'm trying to figure this out here. It's like, how? Because you know what? God, God invented electricity. <laughs> True. He gave me the illustration. He invented electricity. So when we tell God our needs, we're like the neutral wire. Like we're, 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 we're completing the connection. Am I right? God is saying, take my hand. I will save you. I will help you. Right? But he expects us to put our hand out. Doesn't he? Take his hand. Complete the circuit. And he pulls you up. Am I right? He does something powerful. He does something powerful. And so what? Praise God for all those defeats. Praise God for every time. Think about this. Praise God for every time you were called on. Aren't you disciples supposed to have power to do this? I ain't got, I ain't got it. I'm broke. My pockets are empty. <laughs> I'm broke as the Ten Commandments. Really? Really? That's broke. That's a broke excuse. Sometimes we got to take a wire and brush off the terminals. Am I right? To get a better connection. Right? Brush off the... Stop being late. Get up and get out. <laughs> right? Brush it off. I feel like an idiot here. I'm just being honest. When I get before God, you know what my first word is? Like Ralph Cramden in Honeymooners. You're like, what do you have to say, Ralph? That's why I feel before God, honestly. I feel lost. I feel like I have no clue where this is going. You know what I mean? I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> Am I supposed to really hear from you? Right? We don't see God. We just trust him. Am I right? We're believing God's word by faith. Yeah, yeah. Am I right? Yeah. We 
we're believing God by faith. That's the way we walk by faith, not by sight. But I'm really right here in the presence of God. Am I right? I'm really right here talking to the one who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. And he says, I thought you'd never ask. I thought you'd never ask. Well, I, honestly, I don't even know how to pray sometimes. This has been a year for that. I don't know. This, this has been a year for me. Eating. I've, even, I've been teaching about eating for years. Guess what? I've been eating wrong for years. <laughs> I'm teaching about eating, right? Like many people do, don't they? We got all these professors talking stuff, right? And they don't, know, they don't do it themselves. Am I right? The guy from the building department, the electrical guy, <laughs> I got to confess, he was telling me, he said, you can't even put an outlet in. He said, you can't even put an outlet in without getting a permit. I'm like, what? Then he said, one of your lights was hanging down by a wire, which it wasn't. He said, one of my lights in the hallway, I, I saw it. It was just pulled down a little bit, which I believe he did it. I believe he did that. <laughs> He said, was hanging out by. He said, who put that back? Where is your electrical license? I said, I did that. You think I'm going to leave it here till you come next month again? <laughs> right? I'm going to leave it dangling there? Really? But he said, you need a certified, a certified licensed electrician to even put a light fixture in. I think we're busted here at this church, too. I think we're busted. <laughs> we're probably busted around here. How many people have ceiling fans? Did you go get a permit? We're all guilty. We're all guilty. Because ceiling fans are in every building, so we all busted. <laughs> My certified electrician is Jesus. Am I right? He said, bring them to me, didn't he? Look, bring them to me. Let me go back up to the text. Look up there. Look at your text in Matthew chapter 17. Jesus, he said, how long shall I, Jesus, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of the boy, and he was healed at that moment. Whoa. Jesus had some power that the disciples didn't have, right? We're, we're professing to be, we're professing to be powerful in a way, aren't we? We're saying we're connected to Jesus, right? I'm one of, I'm one of him. I'm one of his. Am I right? We're saying we're one of his. But when it comes down to nitty-gritty, it, it's all about Jesus, really. He has to do it anyway. I can't heal nobody, can you? I can't save nobody, can you? I can't change my sons, can you? Can you, Roland? <laughs> we can't change. We can't change people. We can't change certain things. But what we can change is what? Our, our trust in the Lord, Right? We can put our trust in Jesus. We can, we can lock in, plug in. We're talking about plugging in. 
The receptacle, in my analogy, is the needs around us, right? I need some light over here. Let me tell you how God brought it home to me. My cell phone was acting crazy. I was about to replace it. I just, I'm replacing cell phones like every six months. Because I break them. I crack the screens. Different things happen. Well, I just kept bumping my phone, and guess what? Every time I bumped my phone, it just went off. I said, what is going on? I said, do well, I got a virus? What is going on? What's wrong with this phone now? I was, I was already logging on Amazon. <laughs> Amazon Prime. I was going to get that phone quick. And then I sensed God's in, check the power source. The battery was loose. The battery was loose. It was kind of just, I think I dropped it you know, another time. And something little, one of those little pieces broke off. And now the battery can move away from the contacts, and I was losing power. Then every time I touched it, it would go into reboot, right? It was, well, it would just shut off. Then I had to reboot. That's very frustrating, isn't it? That's very frustrating. And that's what brought this message really to my mind. Am I really connected? Am I, am I loose? Am I, am I loosely connected? I need to be recharged. <laughs> I need to be strengthened. I need strength with power from, from God to do things that only God can do. And he's holding us responsible. Right? Get you a qualified, certified electrician. I hate to say that I gave him a smart retort. I said, I'm sure you all do that in your houses. I'm sure every time you guys need a ceiling fan put in, you, you get a permit, you call a, you call a certified electrician, and you, they come 10 days later and get your ceiling fan fixed. They looked at me and say, yeah, we do. Okay. All righty. I realize I'm powerless. Before God, I need to plug in to the power source. I'm challenging you today. You know what? If you don't have a morning quiet time, if you don't have a daily quiet time, write it down right now. Set a set appointment. God probably already put that in your heart. If you're, if you're a 40 year old Christian like I am, some of y'all are older than me, right? Some are younger than me in the faith, right? Set a time apart. Set a time aside. Agree with God on that time, right? And go. Plug in. Start soaking in his word. What do I do here in this time, time along with you? What do I do? Just wait right here. Just hang out with me. Just recharge. Just sit there for some time. Admit that you feel stupid. <laughs> Admit that you're unqualified for the task. Admit it. Think God can work with us. My sister flooded, I told you. Guess what? I spent all night, almost Friday night, I was vacuuming out rugs all night, trying to get that water out of that, that nasty water out of the carpets 
and my, my daughter needed help at the same time. She had windows coming in. Through, she had water coming in through the windows like a waterfall. She said it was like, can you imagine the windows being filled up to the first level? Showed me video coming in like a waterfall, and I was like, Le "Leave that alone. <laughs> Nothing you can do about that right now. Let that water go. Let it let it go because she didn't have she didn't have the vacuums. She didn't have what she needed." I said, I'll, "I'll be there tomorrow. I'm gonna come and help you." See, God was giving me power. You know what? He he gave me our He gave me power to understand what to do, how to clean up those germs, how to get rid of this stuff, how to do this. So then I spent all day Saturday. That was yesterday. My family went to town. My family went to town. Lisa, Petey, all of us were down there sucking up water. And it was done in minutes. No joke, the water was gone. But you know what? It was ministry to my, the whole reason for this thing was ministry to my daughter. Without that storm, I wouldn't have been at her house. I wouldn't have been able to get to that. I wouldn't have been able to minister to her. And I've always wanted, you know what I've always wanted? I'll tell you a secret of my heart. I've always wanted my daughter. Here's her heart. <laughs> I've always wanted my daughter to hug my arm. Say, Daddy, thank you so much for helping me. Thank you, Daddy. You didn't have to do this. I've always wanted to hear that. So God keeps bringing opportunities for me to minister to her. She's married now, moved away. God can open up opportunities. He'll use flooding along I-80 to do that. He'll bring trouble in your life so you can meet certain people, so you can meet the challenge. Am I right? And you're going to overcome by what? You're going to plug in. Am I right? You're going to stay plugged. You're going to stay tuned in. You're going to let the power flow through you. Am I right? You're going to turn it on. Am I right? You're going to turn on the power, and you're going to go to work. You're going to do what God told you to do. You can't do anything God didn't give you the power to do. He's given all of us different gifts, right? You can only do what God has empowered you to do, and that's all he's calling us to do. It's what he's calling us. So if God puts something on your heart, that means you are able to do it, right, through him. At school, I'm a PE teacher. I give these kids a little challenge, like, can you jump over this three foot? I know they could do it because I've seen third graders do it. I'm asking an eighth grader, can you jump over this pole? Right? Can you do a little high jump? Well, it's actually the low jump. <laughs> can you do the low jump? <laughs> I can't do that. I said, that's the class down the hall. That's the I can't class down the hall. This is the I can class. I can't. I wouldn't ask you to do something you couldn't do. Am I right? And God does not He doesn't ask us to do anything that he didn't give us the power to do. Am I right? He's giving you perm the permit, the power. The grace to do the things he asks you to do. What's the impossible thing in your life? Look 
what Jesus said in there. Look at, look at, look at, look at the passage. I love this because you all remember when I found that flute? That flute, that, that lost flute that we on the expressway? Well, guess what? It was an impossible thing to find this flute that fell off my wife's car within a 30-mile period uh, segment of I-57. Right? But God told me the day before, nevertheless, with God, all things are possible. That little key seed. And when I mentioned that to my son, me and Pete driving to school, I said, I said, I was really saying, let's give up on this thing. We're never going to find that flute. It's impossible. I was kind of saying it's impossible. Duh. Right? I said, nevertheless, with God, all things are possible. And then God, guess what God did? He said, look across the expressway. I'm driving. Look across the expressway. Is that it? I said, it looks just like it. I said, Pete, is that your flute? He said, Dad, stop the car. Stop the car. Right? I, I had to drive past the point because I was in traffic. I pulled over. and I saw my, my son jump the wall and held up the victory. He held up the victory trophy. The impossible. I could not, I could not drive my car. Tears are just flowing through my eyes. When you see God do something, when you see God do the impossible, when you see you had nothing to do, it was impossible with you. Am I right? Oh, it's amazing. God wants us to experience the impossible. He wants you to stay that mountain, be removed, cast into the sea. If not, he'll provide a helicopter. True, you'll go over that mountain or around it. Obstacle course. Saints, let's get through our connection with God. Let's get on our knees. Let's start telling God our needs. Let's tell him like it is. The truth is, I feel stupid. The truth is, I can't do anything. <laughs> truth is I need you the truth is I need to wait here in front of you the truth is I need you to help me with this impossible situation it looks impossible saints plug in turn it on and overcome you hear me plug in turn it on and overcome we can do all things through Christ which strengthens us Amen? Amen. That's the conclusion of my message. Let's pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your word. Thank you for all the hardships that I faced, my family's faced, that we've all faced in the last year and in the years previous to this. Thank you for all the hard times and how you use those things to bring us to yourself. To fall before you and say, I can't do it. I'm overwhelmed. It's too much for me. I'm too old for this. Can't handle it. Never could, never did. <laughs> Would you help me? Would you help us, Lord? Would you help us to stay on our knees before you as we feel stupid? Will you help us to be still and know that you're God? Would you help us to stay still long enough for you to recharge us?
and give us the power we need to overcome. Will you help us to do that together as the saints? Help us to pray with each other. I thank you so much for Brandon Savage. I can call him when I'm having a struggle and he prays with me. Thank you for Pastor Rackett being available to help me. I call him and let him know what's happening and he prays for me. Thank you for those people in our lives that we can huddle with and then connect, plug into you. Oh Lord, I pray if there's someone here who doesn't know you as their Lord and Savior, that they would, in their hearts, say, I'm lost without you. I messed up without you. I can't do it. My sins have separated me from you. And I need forgiveness. I need forgiveness. I need, I need your death on the cross, your resurrection to cover my sins. I need your salvation. I need you to save me. Would you please save me and help me to walk with you all, all my life? Help me. And I thank you for this time. Thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.